on December 20th, Ottawa began phasing in a law that aims to eventually remove many single-use plastics from the market altogether. Now, the initial phase prohibits the manufacturing and import for sale of a range of single-use plastics. So that would include checkout bags like the ones used in grocery stores, cutlery such as forks, knives, and chopsticks, um, takeout containers made partially or fully from plastic, Uh, including styrofoam. Uh, Now, plastic ring carriers will be banned for manufacture and import for sale in June of 2023. Now, by December of 2023, by the end of this year, uh, we will see a ban on the sale of all these products. In December of 2025, a ban on the manufacture, import, and export for sale of all these products will also come into effect. Now, you can only imagine what impact these new rules will have on the restaurant industry. Joining us now to discuss these new changes... And the impact it'll have on the industry is Ian Tostenson. He's a president and CEO of the BC Restaurant and Food Services Association. Happy New Year, Ian. Happy New Year, Jazz. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Hopefully the holidays treated you well, my friend. You got some time to rest and relax? Yeah, it was good. It was uh, a little different in the last two and a half uh, years. And it was calm and, and we our industry was busy, really busy as a matter of fact. And there still continues to be a pent-up demand. We have a lot of places that are doing Christmas parties still in January because they couldn't get in in December. So that's really, really good news. Oh, yeah. that's really good news. So and we're how, really how, pleased about that. And how about uh, on the labor front? Are things improving slowly? Well, it get a little easier now until the spring, yeah. um, just because of demand. Because we're going to a slow period, our siesta time. But uh, not really. I mean, it's still a major, a major problem. And, and the problem is, at the end of the day, the big picture is it's. It's a demographic issue. Just don't have enough people in Canada. I see the federal government today was talking about uh, record levels of immigration, and that's that's a good thing. But I'm still waiting to hear the provincial and federal government call labor shortage a crisis in Canada for all industries and have a strategy to deal with that because they, I, to my, I can't see a strategy right now. It's just kind of like everybody's sort of ducking it, and we've got to we've got to do it. That's a future. So, um, but you know, we we have ways. You know, um, you know, we can. Our, our, our footprint in restaurants, we can shrink, we can play their menus a little bit, make it simpler, you know, make our menus simpler. So there's things that we can do to get through it, but, but when we do that, we're not maximizing the potential of the physical space and the opportunity in that restaurant. But um, mm-hmm. always keep working at it and chipping away, and we'll eventually get that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's look at another uh, immediate um, issue. It may not be an existential challenge, but it is <laughs> one that is immediate, which is, of course, um, uh, the auto wanting to phase in, uh, obviously, a law that began on December 20th, but a lot of it is going to be uh, phased in this year and next. And, of course, that's the import for sale of you know single-use plastics. How are restaurants, especially takeout facilities uh, in your organization that you represent, how are they dealing with, with, with this phase-in and what they expect to occur in 2023? You know, Jazz, so I've been thinking about how to explain this because it really, you go down a rabbit hole when you start talking about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so the first thing I'd say is on the, on the big picture, you know, there's, there's sort of three themes on this. There's infrastructure, there's cost and supply. So if you look at cost uh, alone, so when you switch away from plastic and you move to biodegradable or um, compostable, which are different items, people think they're the same. The compostable has to be, will disintegrate in 90 days and biodegradable could take up to a thousand years. So, you know, so the consumer needs to educate themselves a little bit about when they buy things, they'll say, oh, it's compostable or it's biodegradable. So that's the situation there. But a lot of the infrastructure can't handle it. So if you have 
a, uh, a biodegradable plastic container and it's soiled, mm-hmm. you, you can do nothing with it. Because so unless we, before we put it into the uh, recycling, clean it, then it goes in the landfill. On the other problem with it is that there's no facilities really to um, to, to to deal with that that particular product. So the infrastructure is not there to sort it and to put it in the proper way. So the governments are going to really have to step up as opposed to imposing this kind of stuff. And, and it's imposing for good reason. We fully support the environmental side of this, but the governments have to provide the infrastructure like in Victoria they brought in um, and said, oh, this is great packaging, we recommend this. And when they went down a little bit further and restaurants got into this particular packaging, which was, I think, compostable, they realized there wasn't the infrastructure there to process this stuff, so therefore the, the packaging wasn't, wasn't valid at this point. It will be in the future. The cost of, of it is two to ten times, depending what it is. And so, and that's, so then that's the supply side. So right now, um, a lot, if you move to, say, cardboard, um, you at the same time, you've got a lot of the mills that are shutting down and you're dealing with pulp. And so prices are going up and the availability is going down. So that becomes a challenge. And then you can switch to things like cornstarch and bamboo and mushrooms, and there's all sorts of alternatives. But you've got to go find that. And where we're seeing right now is the, the bigger restaurant groups they have the infrastructure themselves to be able to sort this out, study it, and put in place the right things. It's the small restaurants, and in particular, I think, uh, ethnic restaurants that are really going to struggle with this because they don't have, you know, talking about labor shortages, they don't necessarily have the resources to go source this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is kind of complicated. You know, I mean, a lot of the big companies, they have people dedicated to this. And so they're trying to find the right combination of the right packaging, the right cost, um, you know, switching a lot of cases now away from plastic takeout to bags. And if you've been to a liquor store, they used to sell, you know, you go buy wine in the bag. A plastic bag is easy to carry. Now the, the, the bags basically can't trust them. So there's a whole bunch of short-term changes we have to make as a society. And then I, I looked, uh, Jazz, the thing I can just leave you on this one, or not mm-hmm. leave you, but just... In Vancouver, I said, you know, we're charging 25 cents for cups. What does that do? It just it just puts the price up. But why don't we work with industry and say, we've got a problem in Vancouver. We've got all these cups. They're plastic lines, so they, they can't be, um, they can't go, uh, they, they can't be um, recycled. Where are all the containers? Where's all the, where's the program in Vancouver say, well, you're in Vancouver, please, you know, deal with your coffee cups and these receptacles and stuff. And their answer was, well, it's really costly. But it's really costly for for private industry and or the consumers did. So there's an, we need this 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 uh, bringing together government and industry, not just to work together, not just to be imposed on this stuff and try to figure it out because we've been dealing with this stuff for two or three years. And uh, honestly, we, we could have someone in our organization just on environmental stuff itself. It's so confusing. Yeah, and partially I think, is, as you say, the, you know, the difference between recycling and compostable. I remember when I was in MLA, we were talking about those single-use coffee pods. Some of them are compostable. Others were just getting to the point where they'd be recyclable. They may not work within the system here in Metro Vancouver. That's part of the problem. We've got a sort of regional approach to recycling, uh, yes. yet the legislation is provincial. So one, one hand isn't talking to the other hand, and that's part of the challenge. But I'm going to assume that the the changes that are required, like the average consumer, our listeners, will perhaps see things a little different when it comes to forks and knives or takeout, uh, whatever the product may be. This is slowly going to get implemented. People will see this when they uh, go to the local favorite restaurant in regards to takeout. Yeah, utensils have moved to wood bamboo. 
uh, was talking to a restaurant in South Union and said it all works except they get a lot of complaints about the spoons. <laughs> they're not really spoons. <laughs> they're almost like pitchforks. Yeah. They're pitch spoons, if you will. But the technology is coming. So, you know, there's a race for technology to do the right thing. So this is not about me complaining we shouldn't do it. I'm absolutely, this is, this is part of our brand and our responsibility. But when you have rising costs, I mean, Jeff was on earlier, my colleague talked about the excise tax, right? Yeah. And just, you know, adding 6% here and then, you know, 10% to business here, uh, you know, ultimately the consumer pays for this. And so we, we need to be a bit more strategic about this versus being, you know, a little bit uh, philosophical. I mean, it's important. But I, I find that, like in Victoria, I've done a really good job. They said, we want to do this, we're going to do it a year from now. And that's the kind of bridges that we need to make the adjustments we need to sort of help industry get to where it is. But, uh, no, we'll start to see it. And you're starting to see the conversion. You know, I, I don't, I mean, styrofoam, some places are exempted, for example. Like hospitals are exempted from styrofoam uh, because it's cheap. You know, there's you know, water yeah. in a styrofoam cup. And same with butchers. You know, when, you're, when you buy meat, they're in a styrofoam base. So, you know, we're early days in this kind of stuff. And I know we'll get there. And I know ultimately, uh, you know, Jazz, that, uh, you know, the, the visibility of restaurants are so uh, is so immense that we have to, our responsibility in many cases is to set the, set the tone here yeah. and to get people to understand and lead and stuff. And, and that's where government can really help us. Ian, thanks for your time today, my friend. Thanks, Jazz. Happy New Year.